Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, I'm Sally Toxvig and this is We Will Get Past This, where I welcome you into my calm room of books so I can share tales from history of various deeds. Some brave, some baffling, others downright idiotic in a bid to comfort the soul in this challenging time we find ourselves in. Some of these were recorded with specific dates in mind, but as we've all come to realise, none of that kind of thing really matters. My diary's wide open. There are no rules about when something can be enjoyed, so take a moment to relax and remember this. We will get past this. Hello there, come on in, let's have a chat. So like all of us at the moment, I have good days and bad days. I'm sure I'm not the only one who longs for a bit of certainty. Any really would do, uh, but finding things which are absolutely dependable is tricky, even when we're not in these unusual circumstances. There's the story of the mathematician Geoffrey Hamilton giving a lecture on probability at Warwick University back in the 1970s. During the talk, he tossed a coin explaining the exact nature of chance and the precise 50-50 probability of it landing either heads or tails. The coin is said to have hit the floor, bounced, spun, and neatly come to rest on its edge. Stunned silence was followed by wild applause. Uh, when everything is too much for me, I open my Book of Days, written by Robert Chambers, uh, with a historical note for every day of the year. It at least represents some kind of orderly march of time. And the layout is pleasingly reliable. For example, Chambers always has an early list of dead saints for the day. Uh, saints have a wide range of interests, but being dead tends to be their unifying factor. Uh, today, April the 17th, is no exception. I very much hope that I'm not the one to break the news, but Saint Anistus is dead. It says here he was both Pope and Martyr, which I imagine is some kind of holy grail if you can do the double. I had a teacher at school who was always telling us not to be martyrs about one thing or another. I wonder what she would have made of Anistus, who made a career out of it. Uh, he doesn't sound like he was a huge amount of fun. Uh, certainly he had a problem with date-keeping. According to Chambers, he died today in 173, 173. But a wonderful website called catholic.org, which I can't believe I haven't enjoyed before, uh, would have you believe it was five years earlier. I'm going to go with them, as they've got that whole weight of Catholicism backing up their facts. Inexplicably, they're also very keen that I don't confuse Anistus with Pope Anacletus. So let's just all bear that in mind. I expect many of us are having philosophical thoughts about what we do and how we fill our time. Perhaps some of us are taking a moment to reflect about a complete change of career or job once we exit our front doors again. 
I've definitely had those thoughts, but as it's an unusual time of reflection, I do think it's important to think outside the normal parameters. Too many career choices are so pedestrian, so I've been thinking I'd quite like to be Pope. I mean, who doesn't want those red shoes and that nice house? Paintings on the ceiling are also, I think, underrepresented in the average home. I had been trying to persuade Mrs T to get cracking during this downtime, but to no avail. So several things have stopped me in the past from applying for the papacy. I'm not a boy, is one. Uh, my Latin is rusty and I'm not Catholic. Nevertheless, I never let detail get in the way of a good plan. I admit I have poor qualifications, so I was thinking that maybe I could do a job share to start. We already have two popes at the same time, which is not the norm, so why not three? I'm tiny. I could be like a Vatican mascot. Ready to move on this, I decided to widen my Vatican-related knowledge by reading up about Anistus. It turns out the Pope gig, not as easy as I'd first thought. Uh, while he was on the throne, everyone started arguing about which day Easter ought to be celebrated, crucifixion or resurrection day. Personally, I think resurrection is more cheerful and easier to get the kids involved. This is why I'm not Pope, because apparently it wasn't that simple, and what Catholic.org calls the heated debate went on for centuries. Can I just say that a Danish Pope would have sorted this by cracking out a bottle of schnapps? Two shots of that stuff, we would have ended up thinking both days were splendid and everyone would have partied continuously. There's never been a Danish Pope, but I think it's time. I mean, who doesn't want all those nice open sandwiches while enjoying Italian sunshine? As it happens today, we can mark big Danish news. Harold III of Denmark died, which was sad, although it was in 1080, so we are coping. The main significance of this is that he was succeeded by Canute IV, who would later be the first Dane to be canonised. Being canonised does sound like an uncomfortable trick involving a large piece of artillery and someone willing to be fired out of it into a large net. Uh, this is where my lapsed Latin really shows me up because of course canon in Latin just means catalogue of saints. The large gun on the other hand has two ends in it so that this confusion shouldn't have arisen. Anyway, Canute. I am aware that early on in his career he invaded England, not once but twice, so in the spirit of using this time to put past disagreements behind us, can I just say, sorry about that. Canute turned out to be keen on two things, the church and increasing his power. Uh, the second one made him less than popular. There was a lot of kerfuffle, uh, the peasants were revolting, and eventually they killed the king. This gave him the necessary martyr status. He had given loads of money to the church, and after he died, Denmark suffered from crop failure, which everyone decided was God having a go at the naughty peasants. That's all it takes. Before you knew it, he was a saint, and his saint day is in two days' time, so there is something to look forward to. I think in my papal quest, not being a boy is more problematic than the whole not being a Catholic thing. And this raises the thorny question of Pope Joan pictured in here by my brilliant friend, the artist Sandy Nightingale, in a book that we wrote together about heroines and harridans. The story goes that Joan was the only ever female pope and reigned for a few years during the Middle Ages. Uh, chronicles, mostly written in the 13th century, long after Joan was dead, describe her as so talented and learned that she was able to pass herself off as a man. That is what it takes, you know. There was a French historian writing in 1250 called Jean de Mali, and he wrote about her rising up through the church hierarchy before eventually being elected to lead the church as Pope John VIII in the year 855. 
Apparently, it all went very well, but being very bright was unnatural and dangerous for a woman, and she was bound to give the game away, which she did uh, eventually by giving birth during a procession. That's a surefire way to get found out. Monsieur de Mali wrote, One day, while mounting a horse, she gave birth to a child. Immediately, by Roman justice, she was bound by the feet to a horse's tail and dragged and stoned by the people for half a league to where she died. I mean... It's all pleasingly bad. The story goes on that the church was so cross about being duped that for years afterwards no one ever even wanted to process past that spot where the baby popped out and everybody had to go the long way round. The lane in question between the Colosseum and St Clement's Church had been known as the Via Sacra, the Sacred Way, but later it was called the Shunned Street, which is a fine address for anyone. Uh, In case you're wondering, the baby was said to be fine and grew up to be Bishop of Ostia. So at least he stayed in the family business. Now, almost anyone who looks into this story will tell you it's just a tall tale, a legend, a myth, a load of papal bull, and that no woman has ever sat in the seat of St Peter, that it was something made up by disgruntled monks and early Protestants as a kind of anti-papal satire. Is it, though? For centuries, historians told us that the legendary female warriors, the Amazons, were purely imaginary. They were mythical. No woman could have fought like a man. But now, archaeologists have proven without a doubt that there really were women fitting both the description and the location that the Greeks gave us of these warrior women. Thousands of graves of the Scythian tribes on the vast steppes of Eurasia have revealed women who fought, hunted, rode horses and used bows and arrows, just like the boys. About a third of all the women are buried with weapons and have war injuries, just like the men. It's overwhelming proof that there were women answering to the description of the ancient Amazons. I like to think Pope Joan did exist. We just lack the proof. Anyway, if there hasn't been a female Pope, I'm just putting it out there that I'm perfectly willing. Take care. Be kind. We will get past this, you know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.